you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct. Hello. Welcome to Fingers on Buzzers. You're making more of a jingle every time. That wasn't quite a jingle, was it? But near near to a jingle. Um, Now, today it's all about live work. It's all about audiences, the smell of the crowd, the roar of the grease paint, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, Because we're going to be talking, amongst others, to Mark Olver, who is a dear friend of mine, a wonderful human being, and a warm-up man who has done many, many Mm. quizzes, lots of different types of shows, but quizzes included. Um, And so we're going to be talking to him about the difference that an audience makes to a quiz, which is something that you and I both know about about the difference between an audience or not. Um, And we're also speaking to David Lee, who I believe you know. I know very well. He's representing, he's repping the Quiz League of London, mm-hmm. which is probably the one of the premier quiz leagues in the country. So it's all about the live, the live quizzing experience Yes, him. quizzing under pressure. Yeah, so a lot of pressure. And we're under pressure because we have a listener quiz from Judith. Judith, you've written a quiz. Thank you very much. Judith, I don't know what it's about, but Amanda will tell us later. <laughs> You're just Judith. Judith. Uh, and <laughs> you are going to be putting me under pressure by quizzing me on 2018 award winners. Yes, let's keep it up to date, people. I'm so contemporary. I really am. I have done a little bit of um, attempted cheating at this one. 
it's not cheating if it if you're just looking things up beforehand. It's yeah. revision. Well, cheating, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, cheating would be trying to get into your brain to find out what quizzes you've... Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, so that's all coming up, but first, this. So, Jen, today let's talk about live quizzing and the difference an audience makes to a quiz. Yeah, that's it's. there's a contrast for me. Um, in my job on the chase because on the daytime show Mm -hmm. we don't have an audience at all Mm. we have got uh, (laughs) we've got basically all the crew in there they do add a bit of a laugh track a bit of an audience track to cover up the fact that we do get reaction from all the people who are in studio so it's kind of it's an enhancement of that yeah um, but when we do the celebrity specials, as you well know, uh, being as, you are as, thrown being as celebrity in, as I am, you are thrown into having a lovely studio, a audience. big studio audience, and they are all absolutely baying. They want to see the scalp of the chaser. <laughs> they do. They, they are one hundred percent on the side of the contestants yes. and Brad. Well, everyone's just on Brad's side. Yes, so. yes, yes. Obviously, who couldn't be? Um, and it does feel really nice that because when the chaser comes out, you get the kind of oh, oh, it's yeah. Oh, she's good. Oh, they're going to struggle, you know. And uh, it just makes the whole thing. Yeah, really, really good fun. I think, um, you know, th- that feeling that there's someone on your side just definitely gives you a boost. I've never really understood sports performers. Sports performers, do we call them? Sports yeah. people. Yeah. That's that's what we call them, sports people. Yeah, I sort of get it. I get it now. It's the home advantage. It is, yeah. yeah. There really is a home advantage. But to us, on the other side of it, it's... It's it's really weird because you are so used to being in this very controlled environment and knowing the certain number of people who are in there, and then suddenly you're trying to do your day job with several hundred people. Who are, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's very it's a very strange you know paradigm shift, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I cause I think most shows do that, don't they? They have for the celeb specials or the nighttime shows, they have an audience. Yeah. And then nothing for the daytime, but which is a shame, really, because I would go along and watch. You know, you know it'd be my idea of a dream, just, just sitting through five fifteen to ones or <laughs> five pointlesses or even the chase. You know, five times in a day. I well, could you could, you could, I think. Well, the, you certainly get it in um, in my local paper. They do a coach trip mm. to Leeds. Where you go and watch several episodes of Countdown being yes, recorded. Yes, 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 yes. So true. yeah, they'll 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 organise that, and they would they would like to have you know the the audience in there, but it's a lot more sedate, really. You can't really they they really do try and fire up the crowd on uh, on celebrity chase recordings and get yes. them really. You know, really worked up and really supporting the. the well, we should talk to Mark Olver in a bit about how yeah. he does that. Yeah, because, what's uh, the magic it's touch? A skill. He's got. It is a skill to get the you know get them all going like yeah. that. Um, and what about in terms of quizzing? Um, so the difference between doing what you do on the chase and being at a Quiz League of London quiz, for example, mm. um, do you think that the presence of cameras and lights? focuses you in a way that being in a sort of just an environment where there's loads of other people around doesn't? Or do you think you can find that focus no matter what? For me, yeah, I think there is a there is a difference. I find it a lot easier to focus when I'm in the studio because mm. it's, it's, it is that controlled environment and I know where I am and, and what's 
what's to be expected, what the format is. Um, you know, if you're quizzing in the back room of a pub, it's it's noisy. And also, if you're playing in the Quiz League of London, the, probably half the people in the room are much better at quizzes than you at that sort of type of quizzing anyway. Um I mean, something we'll chat to Dave about, but the format of of Quiz League of London is like the Merseyside. It's like the Merseyside Quiz League, in that all the questions are individual, so you have a matter of seconds to decide whether to answer your question or to pass it to a teammate. You don't get a chance to guess at it. You don't get a chance to confer, um, and oh, if you get gosh. it wrong, it goes immediately to the other side. So it's it's really there's. A, I find it. You know, there's a lot more pressure on you as an individual, even than I have at work, even though I'm playing for quite a lot of money. It's not really my money, is it? It's well, the TV company's money. That's what they, producers <laughs> keep telling us, reminding us of that. Just just do your best. Yes. Um, so I, I find it actually it's, it, that's that's even more a bear pit, really, because you've run a real scrutiny for those eight questions that your individual questions are um that's that, mm. that all that focuses on whether you're going to get it right, or whether you're going to hold your nerve, whether you're going to just doubt yourself enough to pass to a teammate and then go, oh, I knew that. Why didn't I just say it? Why didn't I trust myself? Yeah, yeah. It's that it's very, I find it much more pressurised, that situation. That does sound stressful. I mean, I suppose it also you it is that thing of performing in front of your peers. Mm. Um, because as a comedian, you know, there's, uh, some of the notorious gigs in Edinburgh at the festival, things like Late and Live, where it used to be an awful gig. And the worst thing about it wasn't just that you were likely to die, it's that you would die in front of every other comedian in Edinburgh yes. who would come and watch just so that you could see people die. And do you, I mean, do you think, is there ever a sense of schadenfreude? Do you, do you ever think that in the, the live quizzes that people are kind of a slightly hard audience who are sort of willing other people to go wrong or yeah there's the well there's the focus so much focus on on the the ones you get wrong really as mm. much as much as anything the ones you missed yeah yeah so a lot of public shaming well you try not to you try and be supportive especially if it's your your teammates your friends and you're trying to reassure them but then sometimes you think really surprised they didn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> that face you're doing if i saw that face oh. i would be that's the face i saw when we crashed out of pointless in the first round <laughs> and everyone because that's the other thing is actually when you have an audience and they're all just looking at you like oh god she was meant to be bright we thought yeah. she was gonna do all right but oh, no. and uh, you just see hundreds of people looking at you with that the weight of expectation it doesn't matter if it is half a dozen people in a, a pub function room or if it's a huge audience in a studio, there's the, that that look of disappointment. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 harsh. Yes. Well, luckily we can't see our listeners' faces, so <laughs> when uh, when we're quizzing later on, just do kind, reassuring faces at your radio. Or you I can think... tweet those faces at us. Oh, do. <laughs> Gosh. Your disappointed face. Yeah, well, since my since my mum and dad died, I haven't seen a disappointed face for nearly uh, <laughs> nearly enough. So uh, do send those in. Send in your quiz spectator Have faces, and we'll hold them up while we're doing our quizzes to each other. We'll hold them up. <laughs> Who do we have with us now, Jenny? We have my old mucker. Mm. It's David Lee, who's going to tell us about the mighty Quiz League of London. Hello, Dave. Hello, how are you doing? We're great, thank you very much. 
Did you, um, so Quiz League of London, I happen to know that at the time of recording, Jenny, you were out doing a, an event last night. Yes, you? yes. Oh, was, were you there, Jay? Were you? Uh... Uh, I was not there, but I was uh, playing in my own team's game uh, a couple of miles away at the time. So. Gosh, it all goes on, doesn't it? Yeah. It's because it's, it's, I've heard talk of this Quiz League of London um, from Stuart. Who, oh yes, uh, is another oh, yeah. another of your diehard fans, and so talk us through how it came about and what it is. So the Quiz League of London's founded in 1990 by a guy, a, a fantastic man called Donald Yule, who'd lived in Warrington for a while and then played the original Quiz League format in the Merseyside League, which has been going since the 50s, is celebrating the 60th anniversary this year. Um, He came down to London, missed it, established the league himself with like four teams in Clapham, basically. And from there, it's spread and grown. um, And we now have 36 teams all across London. We play uh, our main season on Tuesday nights from September to uh, March. And then there's a cup and then there's an individual competition. Uh, called the Brain of London, which mm. is uh, very prestigious and uh, competitive. <laughs> and we also have a summer friendly league, which, uh, as the name suggests, is kind of less serious. It's a really good introduction for new players because you get a handicap um, as well as the points you score yourself. So it allows everybody to compete on a fairly level playing field, and that runs from uh, usually start of June to early September. So we've got competitions going on throughout the year. Amazing. Gosh, so that must take up most of your time, I'd imagine. Uh, it, it does, frankly. Um, I've been uh, I've been busy uh, inputting last night's score sheets mm-hmm. today, and uh, you know, writing reports and uh, oh, you know, stats. Sure Quizzes love stats. All that sort of thing. We do <laughs> love stats. So uh, the the format is not the same as probably most of the quiz leagues that that people play around the country. So take us through a, a QLL kind of match. I, I find it's it's very uh, gladiatorial, I think. It's it's it uh, it's interesting. Yeah, so uh, essentially it's two teams of four playing against each other and there's a QM reading the questions and adjudicating. Uh, and they play each other over an eight-round game. Now, in each round, each player will get one question directed to them. And if you answer it right... Within 10 seconds, you get two points. If you don't know, you can pass it to a teammate and they'll have a go for one point. And if you get it wrong or nobody on your side knows, it can go over to the opposition for one point. You get 10 seconds to answer your own question. If you need a teammate to answer it, they can have another five seconds. And if it goes over to the opposition, that's another five seconds as well. So it's it's very much against the clock. Wow, gosh, five seconds is not a long time, is it? No. That's that's going to go. No, you've pretty kind of got to decide whether you're confident enough to take your own question in the first ten seconds, yes. or how confident you are on other people. Yeah, it's... I mean, the game distilled down to a nutshell is, uh, you know, do I go for two or do I pass it to a teammate who will definitely know this for one? Mm. Yeah. Um, and that that jeopardy is the uh, is the heart of the game. Mm. Yeah, all. All the focus is on your uh, your individual performance, really, which is it's, it's probably not my favourite form of of quiz because of that. Because it's there's you've got eight questions to prove just how good a quizzer you are yes. or how how confident you are in your own ability. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose if you're having a bit of a an off day, 
then you know that could really it's about team you. team teammates as well knowing who to pass to and yes. yeah Oh, do you yeah. so do you nominate who who it's going to on your team or do yeah, you just say you can, you can use uh, hand signals between like one finger and five fingers to indicate how confident you are um, when your teammates answering a question. So ah. if somebody's sat at the end of the table with a big you know a big fist out, then uh, <laughs> it's not aggressive at all. <laughs> Whereas oh if it's goodness. one finger or nothing, then you may as well have a go yourself. Yeah. Well, the fists fly at the yeah. uh, Quiz League. You, you need to come and witness one of these matches. Yeah, they... Lucy, we'd love to have you. Oh, well, I'd love to come. But if you knew, Dave, how I've been getting on in the quizzes that we've been setting for this podcast, <laughs> Jenny's currently, what is it, 6-1 now that yeah. you're beating? Yes, in our adversarial. But she is pretty good, isn't she, Dave? I mean, you know. <laughs> She's... She is pretty good, yeah. She's uh, She's been known to get the old question right. For someone who hasn't been, it's kind of hard to picture what the atmosphere is like, but how would you how would you sum up the experience of the Quiz League of London? What do you think? Is it Do people come for the quizzing and stay for the friendship? Or is it much more <laughs> aggressive than that? Um, I think that's very much true, actually. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's one form of quiz, but it's a form of quiz that keeps people coming back week after week for years. And, uh, and I don't think people would do that if, it, if they were just getting their, you know, their eight questions and uh, picking up the odd point from their teammates and moving on. So it's, so it's very much a, you know, a camaraderie, you know, takes place in room, rooms above pubs. So, you know, there's a couple of drinks going on. There's a, a friendly quiz we play afterwards. So it's, yeah, it, as I say, yeah, it is the, uh, it is the friendship. It is the having a night out with four or five mates of yours, and then whoever you see on the other side. Uh, that's the heart of the issue, really. Well, you had me at a couple of drinks there, Dave. <laughs> so uh, I, I would yeah, love to come down go. and check it out. And I think hopefully, any of our listeners who are in the London area or within striking distance, and also is the Merseyside is still Merseyside thing is very much still going. Yeah, yeah so, same format. Yeah. Yep, and always seeking new players, I would guess. Yes, everybody's always seeking new players, so uh, do feel free to look at our website, which is uh, quizleagueoflondon.co.uk, uh, and there's instructions in there about how you how you could join and get in contact with us, and then we'd uh, we'd get back and talk to you and that kind of thing. So, and I think most leagues have something similar. So, um, if you look on uh, the Association of British Quiz Leagues to see if there's a lead near you, if you think league quizzing mm-hmm. for you, then uh, yeah, get yeah, in there. You don't have to have a team; you can just nominate yourself and the league will help you perfect well it's wonderful thank you so much dave it's been such a pleasure Cheers, talking dave. to you yeah no and problem Lucy. see you Jenna. down the pub soon hopefully yeah absolutely so it's time for the listener quiz yeah judith is quizzing us thanks Via judith email. Judith. Now, what's Judith's <laughs> <laughs> Well, Judith. So this is Amanda, our producer. Oh, hello. Yes. Hello, Amanda. Quiz Mr. Ugru. Um, thank you very much for all of your quizzes. And thank you to Judith, who has... Her theme is 50. I don't know 50. why that's significant Ooh, to her. Oh, happy 50th, Judith. Yeah. Judith. 50th. Um, so, yeah, so some great questions here. But, yeah, that is the underlying theme when you're thinking about the answers. And let's hear what you've got for your okay. buzzers today. So Lucy? Buzzer. I'm on the music box. That's lovely. So soothing. It's delicate, but I think we're going to work with that, yeah. And this is my noise. Oh. Ray gun. Various tiny regular, but it's tiny, a, we've tiny had that regular. a long time. Yeah, you that's can tell by the my private <laughs> collection. Yes, yeah, so it's 
the LED <gasps> in the front. Oh, it's starting to sound it's, a bit tired, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope it can last five questions. These are very delicate buzzers. We <laughs> don't know if they're going to last a Delicate the quiz for a episode. Okay, so are we ready for question number one? So let's just remind ourselves who's in the lead. Um, Je- oh, Jenny's got th- uh, three to your one, Lucy. Yeah. So you could really do with... Oh, I really yeah. could. You could a really victory. do with a win here. Really question number one. What was the 50th American state to join the Union? And that's Jenny. Hawaii. It is Hawaii. Oh, well done. Yes, so one to Jenny. Question number two. Traditionally, there are 50 years in a what period? Um, 50 years in a what? What would you call this period of Lucy? Generation. Incorrect. Jenny? It'll be a um, demi-centennial or something like that. No, I'm I'm going to leave it open. So think about what happens, what you'd celebrate in 50 years. A golden period. Oh. Incorrect. Oh, a, a 50 years in a... Um, uh, oh, you're looking at... Amanda's trying so hard to give us a <laughs> with her face. She's like, uh, what would you celebrate in 50 years? Well, bimmy bowl. No. I have to be honest, and I've not heard this oh. specifically okay. in relation to this, but I'm not doubting Judith, I'm okay. doubting myself. <laughs> um, would you, in traditionally there are 50 years in a jubilee period. Oh, it, yeah, there is technically, it technically is. Okay. That's what a jubilee is a certain, it's, it's celebrated just, after a certain period. We've yeah. bastardised it so you can have silver jubilees. Yeah, or, just jubilee, right. jubilee yourself ju- away. Oh, a jubilee is, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, very good, Judith. That's, um, that's a very good one. So, uh, question number three. Which element has the symbol SN is number 50 on the oh, periodic table? Working. Lucy. Um, I did that and then I realised that I couldn't actually... Uh, is it... Um, oh, what is SN? I do know it. I do know it. Hang on. Is it tin? It is tin. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it was just... I gave my, you thinking. <laughs> plus my buzzer time. time. I'm going to wind mine up. <laughs> it's very intricate, this, this, this buzzer. On. So, question number four. Oh, oh. The, that, that's, that's cheating. I'm going to class that as cheating. Yeah, no, that was, it wasn't me. Uh, question number four. So, this is a fairly long question. Okay. I recommend you wait until I get to the end. Okay. Super Bowl 50 was played on the 7th of February 2016 at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Name either of the teams. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Lucy. Green Bay Packers. Incorrect. <sighs> Jenny. New England Patriots. No. Oh, the... Lucy. Philadelphia Eagles. No. Are you just naming... (laughs) Atlanta Falcons. The the, the Falcons do not appear on Um, on either um, of these. Oh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. (laughs) 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 Um, Hang on. Yep, yep, yep. I just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I must know some other American. Oh, come on now. The um, Steelers. 
Ooh, no. Pittsburgh Steve, no. Where, where are they from? Oh, then like the the jazz. <laughs> the heat. <laughs> That's basketball. Just, <laughs> jazz heat. The Bears. The Chicago Bears. The Red Sox. <laughs> Red Sox, no, they're no, right. it's baseball. 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 Um, I put my buzzer. The down. Knicks, this the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> um, Please tell us. Give us the under. give us the place, and then see if we can get there. Um, so I'll give you. Well, there's two places. Yeah. So Denver or Carolina. The Denver Broncos. Carolina yeah. Panthers. Yeah, correct. I'm not sure I'm going to give no, either no, of you no, a vote no, for that, but it was that. really that was fun. Disgrace. It was fun getting there. So this is the decider, essentially. Oh, because no. you're, Let me just check my oh, buzzer, because I'm checking not, a buzzer. I've got no confidence. It's very intricate. I hope the PRS can uh, pass us right, playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not sure this is still... Nobody tell them. <laughs> this is well over 50 years old, this music box, so it's fine. Question number five. How does Anastasius II fit into this category? Lucy. He was the 50th ruler of Russia. Incorrect. Oh, I Jenny. know what it is. The 50th Pope. Yes. Hey. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. Did wow. you know that one just then? Did that well, just you know, come I to you? I suddenly thought, well, of course, it couldn't have been that, to be honest. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> the sad no, music in the background. <laughs> Lucy's lament. Sad play out music. <laughs> it is literally the tiniest violin. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard, I was like, oh, is it Roman Emperor or is it? And then I got to Pope, but long after uh, Jenny was there. So, so yeah. are we on four for Jenny, one on Lucy at that's, the moment? I believe that's oh, the score. Okay. Just keep the sad music playing for a minute. I mean, we're yeah. going to be doing this for a long time yet, Lucy. So there's yes. time to. There's to time for back. it to get even worse. Time for that lead to get even greater. Oh. On the line now, we have the one and only Mr. Mark Olver. Can you hear us, Mark? Hello, no. how are you? Oh, very good. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark, because we have been chatting today about the um, the importance of an audience, really, in quizzing and oh. what, what you get off an audience, a live yeah. audience. And you are the man who has warmed up more live audiences than I've had warm dinners. <laughs> And so, I've. Do you know what? I've done so many um, audiences. I've warmed up more audiences than I've had hot dinners, wow. and I've had a lot of hot dinners. <laughs> you never get the chance to have a hot dinner because you're always out at dinner time. You're there, getting people ready in studio. Um, in the, in yeah, the which is where I am right as we speak. So your chat show to do, tonight? You're doing Jonathan Ross. I am doing uh, Jonathan Ross. Uh, my audience are coming in. Um, and a chat show is different because it's sort of like two hours bosh in and out. But a game show and a quiz show can often be five episodes a day. Yes, indeed. And quite bitty. As well. And a bit yeah. bitty and a mm. bit stoppy and stuff. Have you ever had that thing on the chat where um, a question has to be sort of Baited and discussed whether yeah. it's... it's been it has to go and be checked. Someone someone raises an issue. It happened when I was on actually. Yes, Mark. It, it did, happened. didn't it? It wasn't me, it was Jay Rayner. He was Jay the troublemaker. Um, but yeah, yeah Jay querying, Rayner. querying the And it was dramatic and then yeah, the warm up has to come straight back yeah, in. Yeah, you have to be poised. Yeah, no, absolutely. So nothing can happen for an hour and a half and then someone <laughs> will say, You're on and then you go on while yeah. they're discussing the nonsense that is happening behind the scenes mm. and Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely crazy stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, so because also the the level of attention in an audience, like for if they're doing that many shows, if they're keeping them in, it must be hard to sort of keep them keep them pepped. Yeah, it's the difference between. So I do things. I do the last leg, which is live, and when you do a live show like that, you tend to do ten minutes at the beginning, get the audience as loud as possible and hope for the best for an hour, mm. and it's live, you finish, everyone goes home. Mm. With a quick show, we're in two with one audience and two with another audience, and the you're in the cast, and you're going all day. It's a marathon. Mm. And sometimes it's literally just keeping them in the room, keeping them awake, keeping yeah. them alive. Trying to distract them from their bladders, that's yeah. always a big one, oh, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Will they and come back from the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and in the summer that we've just had, not all the studios are brilliant. Oh yet. no, not ready for that. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it is. So it is a case sort of just managing them as human beings. So I'll let them stand up and have a bum wiggle. I'll let them, you know, <laughs> we'll find moments where they can have their sandwiches and their drinks, and you just try and kind of keep them sort of focused for as yeah. long as it takes. Well, because like in terms of quizzing, we were saying that when you are doing a quiz, you do get that feeling like a sports person where they're on your side and you have that home advantage where you feel like the crowd are willing you on. And, I mean, some of the stuff you've done, like in terms of game shows, I know Deal or No Deal was something that you have done a lot of. I've done... Uh, we worked at that I had done about 3,000 episodes of Deal or No Deal. Wow. Good luck. So when Deal or No Deal finished, we got up to about 3,000 and I didn't do them all mm. 10 years I probably did uh, 300 years Wow and I mean I bet that the, the atmosphere in that studio must have been incredible It was especially during the peak of Deal of the Deal there was sort of a year or two there was one period during the 2006 World Cup when Deal on Audio was so successful, they were putting it on twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> they could do an afternoon one yeah. and an evening one. And it, people were so excited to be there. People were... Uh, I had comedian friends of mine who would come down and sit in the audience and want to watch the show. And it was... People were so excited. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. What's the of all the shows that you've been on? What's the best audience that you see for kind of like people just being in an audience watching you quiz? For quizzing, mm, that's it. For me, I think it's probably Mastermind Ted. because is it Ted? I don't. Do you know what? Isn't that terrible? I was so nervous that I don't even remember who was doing it. I've, I've which been is to a normally, couple of recordings of Mastermind, and it was, t- dear was it old Ted? Ted Robbins. It might have been Ted. I mean, Ted Robbins, who uh, is you know another you and Ted Mark are the. Uh, well, do you know men. what? There's a, there's sort of a few of us. There's a guy called Andy Collins, yep. and yes. Stuart Holderman, mm-hmm. um, Chase a lot, and those other shows, um, and me. And there's a couple of others, but Ted Robbins is kind of like the daddy of them, mm. all, I think. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely. more the. I mean, the the idea of the the audience for Mastermind are just so, you know, they're seeing the iconic black chair and there's that sort of thing, isn't there? Where people sometimes step onto a set, and you must see this, Mark, where they they just have a sense of reverence. Hmm. You find it when people come in pointless because that's one of the ones that I do most at yes. the moment, and and when they see the pointless tower and they see, did you feel like that when you were on it? 
pointless is one of the most fun things you can do, I think. And it is, you know, it is an extraordinary set and uh, Xander and Richard are kind of seem like lovely presences. I'm sure you're going to tell me that they're awful. <laughs> They're terrible human yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think is the benefit of having a studio audience for for quizzing? Um, well, obviously, for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, there was one episode where the audience helped too much. Yes. Um, oh, yes. That's so true. <laughs> and we always make sure that audiences don't do that now. So we always make sure that they don't... You know, we're, we're, we're sort of over the the chat and the nattering and on celebrity pointless the celebrities will sometimes try and lip read the audience when they're discussing <laughs> crafty i mean that is um, crafty i think the benefit is it feels and, and for you Lucy, you know being a comic you know what it's like having an audience to respond on you you know it kind of yes. you can hear how they're feeling you can hear how the show's going it gives them an energy yeah. and I think when you've got that and there are certain moments where I do think decent quiz shows decent game shows are almost like sporting events yes. and I think it's nice when a goal almost doesn't quite go in and a question isn't almost answered properly yeah. you can feel them getting close I love that yeah. moment and they're just about to say the right answer and the audience go. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that yeah. is a beautiful yeah. moment. It is a beautiful moment. Well, I've just got one more um, plea, really, Mark, which is I know you do a wonderful job warming up the audience on Pointless, and I would love to do Pointless again. And if I do, <laughs> could you just get them to mouth the answers a bit more clearly <laughs> next time? Could you set that up for me? Because uh, Semaphore I, or something. If you could, some sort of system yeah. where they can let me know because I don't want to crash out in the first round again. <laughs> Right, your turn to be quizzed on the quiz syllabus. Yay. We're going to go up to date. Yeah. Current affairs in the form of award winners from 2018. I'm absolutely all over this. You're poised. Look at this, I've, I've done some research. Oh, she's made notes. I have. She's got a crib sheet. I have, yeah. I'm not going to call that cheating, I'm just going to say that's... Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be allowed bit... in a quiz. No, no it's a bit <clears> much. <throat> but, you know, in a quiz I wouldn't have been told what the, art, what the subject <laughs> was going to be, probably, this with this much... Uh... No, you wouldn't be sitting there for this as your specialist subject or mastermind with it. But this is quite good because we can talk through what I researched and where I went wrong can't we yes so you fire away and then we'll uh, we'll deal with what i've got okay let's let's start with the big ones let's start with the oscars yes I thought that oh she looks keen she looks like she's made some well, the notes. oscars 2018 what would you like to know jen ask me anything as long as it's best picture director or actor well, i should i should uh, clarify a very common quiz trope hmm they are the 2018 Oscars, <gasps> but they're the Oscars for 2017. Yes, that's right. Yes. So they, you, you, you've got to be very careful when you're wording a question. So who picked up the Best ah, Actor yes. Oscar in 2018, in 2018? Or who picked up the 2017 Best Actor Oscar? It's the same answer. Oh, yeah, very good to know. Well, I'm hoping I've got the right... But this is for the ceremony that took place... In 2018. In 2018, beginning of this year. The most recent one at time of recording. <coughs> yes, OK. So the winners of the Best Actress in a Leading Role and the Best Actor in a Supporting Role oh. 
were for the same film. What was that film? Oh, do you know what? I just thought I'll just do picture and director, and then I <sighs> spotted that the actor was Gary Oldman. I thought, well, he's English, so you might ask that. Mm, and then I sort of neglected that. to. So, <clears throat> best actress in a supporting role. Best best actor in a supporting oh. role, and the best actress overall. Well, was it Sally Hawkins? No, no. Well, mm. she's still not one. Gosh, it's only a matter of time. Well, she, you know, she was great you in Paddington. You have sex with a fish and that's not enough. I mean, <laughs> God, the things you have to do to get an Oscar these days. Oh, but she was amazing in Paddington as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, this is going to annoy me. So it was Best Supporting Actor and Best Actress. Yes. Oh, it was Frances McDormand. It was. And now who was the sheriff? Oh, gosh. Oh, You've no. got the film, haven't you? It's three billboards. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. I cannot think who. It wasn't oh. the sheriff. It was the. It was one of his deputies. Was it? Yeah, the main guy. It was. And he was a pretty, uh, a pretty interesting, deep character. Really, oh, he no. was not very likable. Completely gone. It's completely gone. You're Sam gonna... Rockwell. Yes. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Uh, but you know, yeah, that's a. Well, that was a failure of research. Yeah. I was on the right lines, but I should have been more thorough. What links the winner of the Best Director Oscar in 2018 with the winners in 2016, 2015 and 2013, I believe? Ooh. The last few years. Guillermo was... del Toro? Uh-huh. Were the they all Spanish? Were they all Spanish? Not quite. Winners, winners, Spanish, winners. All Spanish-speaking. Um, Spanish-speaking? No. They were all... Um, more specific than that? European. No. All Spanish American y thing. Yeah. Latin American. Like sort of. Uh, spa, Be specific. Uh, Hispanic. They're um, all from the same all place. From, from, they're all from Mexico. They're all from Mexico. What? Yeah. What now? What? Say what? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, oh, well, not 2016. So 2017 was Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Yeah. 2015 and 2014 were won by. Alejandro González Inalitu. Oh. That's probably really badly pronounced. No, and I enjoyed him. Um, and, well, you um, know my Spanish accent. <laughs> it was better than that. Um, the, our earlier interviewee, Dave Lee, will probably be right on the phone to me for that because uh, he's, he's Spanish-speaking. So. Oh, OK. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was Birdman and The Revenant. He won for both of those. Oh, and then 2013 yes. for the film Gravity, Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, so, a bit of a run for Mexico, well done, Mexico. in the directing stakes. Well done, Mexico. There we go. Uh, let's do the Brit Awards. Oh, no, I didn't look at these. Best British album was <sighs> Gang Signs and Prayer by... Stormzy. Stormzy. Yes. Gosh, thank goodness for that. I, the reason I remember that is because I remember him in the rain... And that was the Brit Awards this year, wasn't yeah. it? That was it. Yeah, That's the only that was, thing you that was to the know. defining... And I probably... And I did know the name of the album. Uh, uh, but, yeah, and uh, well done, Thornton Heath. I mean, Mexico's done well at the Oscars. Thornton Heath has done very well at the Brits. Well done. The TV BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, which BAFTA winner turned up in a Swindon-inspired dress? Oh, Daisy Cooper. Yes. Oh, I love for them. For this country. For this country. I love them so much. That was marvellous. The BAFTA Film Awards, they have the rising star. Ooh. 
do they now? It's previously been won by Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, James McAvoy and John Boyega. And where are they now? Oh. Where on earth are they? I've never heard of them. <laughs> Who won it in 2018? Oh, Oh, do you know yeah. what? Yes, now it's I know... Start of... Well, I first saw him in Psychoville. Yes. But oh, he is God. in... A, one of the big horror films of 2017. I know, he's so good, he's so good, he's so good, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. Oh, no, that's going to really annoy no. me. Go and tell me. Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic in yeah. Get Out. Oh, Wonderful. That's a great film. Mm. The uh, the FIFA Football Awards. Yes. Oh, Golden but, Boot. No, 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 oh. the, the, the best player in the world, so the best women's player. Oh, no. No? Well, if you're going to be asked about a female footballer, you want to say Marta, okay. who plays for Orlando Pride in Brazil. Okay, that's good to know. And the notes. best men's player was a Croatian, who oh. plays for Real Madrid. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. Uh, now, hang on. Something's right. coming through. There is. There's a, a faint, sort of, on the wire, there's a hum. <laughs> Coming it's through. coming through, coming through. Oh, is it good? No, it's one of the... I mean, it's so famous that everyone's going to be shouting it at yeah. their devices. They are. Zlatan... Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, you just know. Go on, then. Luka Modric. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. know it now. Of course I know it now. You know it now. At the Emmys, mm-hmm. why was everybody so surprised when the winner of the Best Actor in a Drama got up to take his award. He won it for the Americans. Oh, he was nude. He was... Uh, oh, no, <laughs> I know. It Was was he the one who proposed? No. Oh. Uh, that's all I remember. That was the Emmys. Was that the Emmys? That was at the Emmys, yeah, yeah. Uh, why was everyone surprised? I'll when... tell you, it was Matthew Rhys. Matthew Rhys won because he's English and everyone thought, oh, you're American. and he... Not English. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. I mean, the name Everyone was clue. very, very surprised by his Welsh accent. <laughs> oh, sweet. Because they've it. not really seen him do anything other than and the American accent. Amazing. Right. And finally, yeah. the National Television Awards, the most important awards. Oh, yes. Who won the, sh- the Best Daytime Award? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a big, big smile on Jenny's face there. Was it the chase? No, it wasn't. Oh. It was this morning. It's always blooming this morning. <laughs> oh, no. This, oh, my God. The there's no quiz show category. Chaos. There's no quiz show category at the NTAs or the BAFTA Television Awards, and I think this needs to be rectified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, fingers on buzzers. This is the this is what's going to turn it around. We may not have Phil and, and Holly being beseeching, but I say to you, next National Television Awards, if you don't vote for our Jen, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. If she doesn't win it again, she'll hurt me again. What I'm worried about. So what have you got for me next time, then? Well, I've... I've covered a bit of popular culture recently. We let's have. let's go back to we've done we've done awards, so less popular culture. Oh, something very unpopular <laughs> with me. No, it's a popular topic. Go on then. What about Tudors? The Tudor history. Oh, they do yeah. come up a lot, don't they? On yeah. there. Yes. Okay, that's fine. And there are ways of learning about Tudor history that aren't, you know, reading a textbook. Or watching horrible histories. Horrible histories. The Tudors TV program. Ooh, Wolf yes. Hall. You know, yes. there's a lot. There's a lot there. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. I will go away and immerse myself in Wattle and Daub. And did they use Wattle and Daub? I don't even know. That <laughs> I'll immerse myself in ruffs and, yeah, and uh, hose. Ruffs and hose. 
I'll get some rough hoes. Um, yes. Good luck. That sounds good. Okay, thank you. So today we have learned all about live, the, the live element of quizzing. Yes, what a difference it can make and uh, in, in unexpected ways. Some people thrive. Yeah. Some people suffer. And Mark Olver makes us all thrive and suffer by whipping up audiences. Uh, and, uh, what love- a skill to have. It is quite a skill, isn't it? But um, lovely to hear from him and David Lee, of course, the wonderful Quiz League of London. People can get involved with that if they uh, feel the urge. Yes, contact details will be on our Twitter and on the, on the show notes. They will, and I very much enjoyed Judith's listener quiz, about 50. Yes, even though you lost. Even though I just I didn't mind. Well, because then I, I I did all right on the awards one. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. But it means it? we're going to have to go back to American football at some point. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. quite. But um, you're very good on grime. Uh, yes, yes, my grime is second to none. So uh, it's all been very enjoyable. I've enjoyed everything apart from your slight tantrum about not winning <laughs> the NTAs. It was, just, you know, I mean, come on, come on. We're next year. Next year, it's always next year we're year, still Jen. yeah. They, they might they might create a nice category for us. <laughs> Quiz and game shows. I think it's about time. NTA. Come there on. There you go. All right. Well, we either campaign for you to win the existing categories, <laughs> or we create a special best lady in nice glasses on the telly on the daytime. Let's do that one. Absolutely. Best vixen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you next time on Fingers on Buzzers. Ta-ta. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers.